Hi, and welcome to Moving Right Along, a Muppet Movie Podcast, brought to you by ToughPigs.com. This is the podcast where we watch The Great Muppet Caper two minutes at a time and talk about it a lot. I'm your host, Ryan Rowe. I'm your other host, Anthony Strand. And today we have a very special guest back with us from last week. Guest, please identify yourself. Hi, I'm Roz Strand, and I am Anthony's wife. Huge fan of Tough Pigs and an even bigger fan of Muppets. And she has spent the entire week singing the list of Nikki's uh, gadgets to the tune of Digital Duck. I it's hope been so. great. It's, it's all we've done all week. <laughs> oh, good, don't good. put me on the spot. Last <laughs> <laughs> well. cutter, nylon rope, computer to programmer. Okay, I got to stop. I got to stop. It just gets weird. Not going to do that. <sighs> uh, well, we're very happy to have you back. And today we are I'm talking. I'm glad to be back. Yeah, very we get to talk more about this awesome list of items. Yes, which happens in minutes 79 and 80 of The Great Muppet Caper, in which the Muppets go over their checklist. Uh, Miss Piggy busts out of the slammer, and the thieves arrive at the Mallory Gallery. There's a lot going on in these minutes. Um, so we start uh, back with... Uh, we're, we're now in the in the Muppets hotel room at the Happiness Hotel. At the same time as the thieves are going down their check- checklist, uh, the Muppets are going down their own checklist. Um, it, most of these things they don't actually seem to have. Uh, the whoopee cushion <laughs> it's, is in the bus. The rubber raft has holes in it. Uh, fake vomit is on order. The frisbee is lost. So obviously this joke is contrasting the high-tech, well-prepared uh, team of thieves with the Muppets being ridiculous and ill-prepared. But you have to wonder, what are they planning on doing with all of these things? Like, how, what, what is a whoopee cushion going to do to help them get in and, and stop these thieves? And also, one of the items is a bag of chickens. A bag of chickens. Well, no, it's a, isn't it? It's, it's a bag of chickens. And yeah, what are they going to do That's with hilarious it? because then Camilla just gets a cluck about it. Which I've always wondered. <laughs> Does that cluck mean yes or no? I always thought it was like a bag of rubber chickens. That's how I always thought it was. Oh, that would make more sense. I always thought that it was a bag of chickens. And she was like saying, no, it's just me. Okay. Or yes, I have all of my friends in a bag. (laughs) Right. It had not occurred to me that that might actually be a yes. No, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, it could be a yes. Yeah. She could be saying yes, absolutely. I I got all my all my you know brethren together, and I put them in a bag, and I put it in the bus. Yeah. Yes, that's the one thing that we have is a bag of chickens. Yeah. By the way, this is her first appearance in the movie, isn't it? Well, we saw some chickens during the Happiness Hotel musical number. We uh, didn't yes, really yeah. know. Yeah, we didn't it's know just, if any of them were actually Camilla. I think it's just straight. I guess we don't know if this one's Camilla either. But she is identified as Camilla. Nelson for sure. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And she's identified as Camilla in the screenplay. Yeah. Maybe she was saying, no, they wouldn't get in the bag. I have chickens, but they won't get in the bag. Yeah. Which would fit with the theme where everything else is broken (laughs) or lost. Yeah. I do like to imagine what a lot of these items are for. Tell me. Like with the whoopee cushion, I imagine that they were going to try to place it under Nikki Holiday's shoe. Fart shoes. Fart shoes. No. (laughs) No. You said it. You said she was I'm mad at you that you made me say that. How about be mad at Jason Siegel (laughs) and Nick Stoller? Anyways, go on. Um, The rubber raft, I assume that they were going to throw from the top in order to have a soft place to land. 
Okay, I like that. Yeah, the bag of chickens, I assume, would really disrupt and confuse all of the all of the thieves. Because just suddenly there's a bunch of chickens. Fake vomit. You know, if I was thinking that maybe if they put it directly on the diamond, that maybe the models wouldn't want to touch it. Or Nikki Holiday would, <laughs> you know, be averse to that. And he's like, maybe I don't want this diamond. It's got vomit on it. Yeah, they would just go, <laughs> ew, someone threw up on this diamond. Let's get out of here. Uh, Frisbee, I can only assume that they were going to use it as a weapon. Um, And let's face it, Scooter is the one who lost that. He lost the frisbee. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He oh, yeah. <laughs> That's why he says it. He says it kind and of sheepishly. Wet. He's like, "Oh, uh, lost." Yeah. 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 He was just playing frisbee by you, himself. He was practicing his ultimate moves. You lost that. Yeah. That scooter. <laughs> yeah. I mean, maybe it's on the roof. And they then check. And then it goes back, right? I don't know at which point it goes back, but it goes back to Nikki Holiday and yes. his other wonderful list of toys, which you can have as many ideas about what those things are and what they're for. Yeah. Like the computer printout. <laughs> right. So they have a pneumatic drill and then a computer printout. Yeah. Which the computer printout is maybe like the plans of the gallery or something, you know, like they, but why would they bring that? And it's like a sheaf of paper. It's not going to be easy to like rifle, you know, like you're standing there at the Mallory gallery. You're trying to be quiet. And then you're trying to flip through all of these papers. We just want to get some reading done. Yeah, yeah. possibly. They probably I do should have like to layout. think about when this movie was made. Yes. Yeah. The computer printout, they couldn't just print that out in their basement like, like other people can now. They had to go to a place that could print out from a computer. Yeah, most that was, likely. That mm. was so much less common to have a printer just readily available. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like, This is like Apple IIe time, right? 1981. Yeah, Holiday mm-hmm. might be. So you able could to have like a dot it. matrix printer hooked up to yeah. that, like with the little the whole. Yeah, yeah. Nikki's rich. Okay, you know. Okay, so you could have. They have a radar gun. Yeah, for to to track how fast cops are going. <laughs> I guess so. Like why? <laughs> why do you need that? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. What's up with that one, Nikki? Yeah, walkie talkies. Walkie well, talkies, which is yeah. yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Um, I also wanted to say I like and how my- the, the music changes from kind of whimsical when we're in the hotel room with the Muppets, and then when it cuts to Nikki and the models, it immediately becomes sinister. Yeah, yeah, for sure. In case you didn't know that these were the bad guys, the music will tell you. Yeah, it's like this. So it's very sort of ominous sounding. <laughs> that was lovely. Thank you. <laughs> and then my favorite thing. On Nikki Holiday's list. And the only thing that he is responsible for is a harpoon gun. Yeah, so that he can scale the walls like a dang batarang. <laughs> that has to be it, right? It's, I don't think they're actually like trying to shoot whales or anything with this harpoon gun. They're they're using like a grappling no. hook. I think so, yeah. Yeah, but they didn't get a grappling hook, guys. <laughs> right. They went out and got a harpoon gun. A harpoon gun. It was like... Oh man, I really need to get over this wall. What could I use? <laughs> oh shoot, they're out of grappling hooks. I, I guess I need a harpoon gun. <laughs> Har- yeah, harpoon guns don't work like that. That's true. I, never, I never thought about it. They're very sharp on the end. They're used to kill whales. They're right. they're devastating, and you're going to use that to scale something. 
un, and because you don't have a grappling hook. It's amazing that that and and I can just can't you just see Nikki being like, no, I get the harpoon gun, guys. Yeah, that one's possibility. Yeah. <laughs> or maybe they thought I, they might be doing some whale hunting on the way or on the way back. Yeah, they do it afterwards. I kind of also wonder if the harpoon gun was the first thing that he bought. He was just so excited to oh, get sure. a harpoon gun. Yeah. That was the start of their list. And then that's the only thing that he's going to carry. Yeah. He's so lazy. It's his favorite. <laughs> and meanwhile, yeah. while this is happening, uh, Piggy is still in her prison cell. She's starting to get impatient. She's pacing around. Um, there's this nice little move where she she gets to the end of her cell and then just kind of whips around to start pacing back the other way. Um which is just a, a nice little puppetry moment from Frank Oz. Cause you kind of think, oh, yeah, okay, actually Piggy doesn't have feet. She's not actually spinning around on her heel to go the other way. It's just a guy sticking yeah, his arm cute. up in the air to approximate that. Yeah. And he uses that hair to its full advantage, just flies around like a magnificent creature. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> it's such great hair. Yeah. It's very effective. It totally makes the effect work. Yeah. I mentioned last week that in the July 22nd, or two weeks ago, I mentioned that in the July 22nd, uh, 1980 draft of the screenplay, Miss Piggy has a cellmate, and it's Queen Elizabeth. So in the draft, uh, the queen is also in this scene. She's just kind of, like, she just keeps talking. She's complaining about how, like, she how bad prison is and uh piggy just kind of gets fed up and that's part of why piggy is so eager to leave the cell so um another nice little moment for queen elizabeth in the script which they must have obviously known was never going to make it to the screen what a strange idea yeah like to put the queen in jail that's that's pretty pretty bold face for them to do it in yeah. in well, in a london set well they, show well they didn't do it as it turned out yeah Right, but even and, to write it down, yeah, yeah, and who knows? It might have just been a joke the whole time. Like, let's see how long this stays in the script before they cut it. Yeah, yeah. We go back to the Muppets in their in their hotel room. Yeah, and I know, and they talk about uh, this is my favorite item on the Muppets list, not because of what they are, but because of what happens after it, which is the wax lips. And Zoot says, "Man, I just had them," and I always wondered, did he eat them? You think Zoot ate them? You don't, you don't think animal? You don't think animal ate them? <laughs> animal might have eaten them, but like, it kind of seems like something that maybe Zoot was just mindlessly just... chomping on, and then suddenly they were gone. Yeah, that makes sense. Well, yeah, what's the deal? Are you supposed to eat wax lips? What is the deal with wax lips? I think they just look funny, right? They're just like a, a gag item, <laughs> like a prop. Yeah, I I had a pair as a kid. And then you ate them. And I chewed on them. But That's, I was right. like really little. Yeah. You know, right. I and don't I, think that I was supposed to. I have actually, yeah. when I was a kid, I, at least on one occasion, I received them on Halloween while trick-or-treating. And when you're a kid, you're okay. just kind of like, oh, here's a thing. Like, you know, you bite into it. So, it's supposed to be candy. That's what you I, give out on Halloween. Yeah. yeah but and, it's made of wax. So you probably should not eat wax. Yeah, I don't remember eating it. I remember definitely like the like terrible flavor of yeah. them. Yeah, and uh, it was probably the same thing as you, Ryan. I I would not be surprised if I had gotten them for Halloween and thought that they were, you know, candy lips, but they right. were wax lips. Yeah, what a weird invention. But 
Yeah, Zoot just had him. Uh, Dr. Teeth asks if he left them in his other pants, to which Zoot replies, I don't have no other pants. <laughs> and, and just to everybody out there in podcasting land, this is Anthony. No. This is 100% Anthony, and I need to do a PSA. It's not. Please, please, just drop him a note. He only owns three pairs of pants, and he won't buy more. I've offered him... Plenty of chances to get more pants. So he don't have no other pants. It's ridiculous. So if you support this podcast, please tell him, buy more pants. Don't be zoot. That's weird because it sounds like I have two other pairs of pants. (laughs) You do have (laughs) more pants than Zoot does. Three times as many as him. Yeah, but but living to the level (laughs) that Zoot is living is not, not my goal for our particular life. Though I will support anybody in wanting to be less materialistic, I do the laundry and you need more pants. <laughs> well, I'm glad that all of our listeners now know how many pairs of pants Anthony owns. I yes. Have, I have been thoroughly shamed on the air. <laughs> oh, Please. did you just get pants Please shamed? I got pants shamed on the air. It's only because I love you. I love this you. is an intervention. <laughs> I love you too. <laughs> Well, I love right, what this. Else? What, uh, what, what about the yo-yo? Let's talk yo-yo. Well, no, no, no. Okay, so I love this joke. Right? I don't have no other pants. I have actually, this is one of these things that I've incorporated into my life where sometimes if somebody's... Yeah, me too, for, obviously. Yeah, if somebody's looking for something, I might say, did you leave them in your other pants? Or I guess I, this has only happened with fellow Muppet fans. If somebody says that to me, then I would, of course, reply, I don't have no other pants. Uh, right. Or actually, that may be, yeah, maybe like if I'm looking for my keys, in that case, that might be relevant, where my, my wife might say, did you leave them in your pants pocket? And I would say, I don't got no other pants. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, then the next item on Fozzie's list is <coughs> yo-yo, to which Janice replies, for sure. Uh, so Janice is, has the yo-yo, right? Like, well, she says for sure. She doesn't say no. I think... That is aimed in Zoot's direction, isn't it? Isn't Janice calling Zoot a yo-yo for losing the wax lips and not having any other pants? Oh, yeah, I guess. No, I never thought about that. It's two meanings. Well, you know, you're talking about the TV show Dinosaurs, the episode where Jason Alexander plays sexual Harris, a man who only speaks in innuendos. Yeah. I love tracking old jokes back to old Muffet stuff. They totally pulled it off. Zoot oh, oh. is a yo-yo, I, and Janice has a yo-yo. It's both, right? It's okay. absolutely I, both. Yeah. I it, just put that together. Right. So when when you said it's two that. meanings, that's the line from Dinosaurs. Yes, yes. There's an episode of Dinosaurs where Jason Alexander plays a guy who makes sexual innuendos and then says two meanings. Well, and right. he's the guy who he's the dinosaur who invented innuendo. Yeah, right. He invented he's, innuendo. Right. He's the one who created this idea of being able to say something that has two meanings. But Janice did it first. Right, Janice right. invented it. Janice invented it. <laughs> and if I remember correctly, that episode, so his his character's name is Sexual Harris, and they're trying yes. to parse yeah. what he means when he speaks, and the episode is called What Sexual Harris Meant. And yes. yes. Unfortunately, yes. No, I, it's clever. To, to my delight, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Let yeah. me know when you guys want to do a dinosaurs podcast. I will be oh, I wonder all if there is one. Over that you should host a dinosaurs podcast. 
What would be the title of the Dinosaurs podcast? Um, Coming in by paint, a Dinosaurs podcast. <laughs> Not the podcast. Not the podcast. Ooh. There it is. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Not the podcast. <laughs> right there, yeah. There all, right. all along. Meanwhile, yeah, back, I'll see. <laughs> meanwhile, back in the great book of paper, uh, the thieves. Yes. yes, the thieves check their harpoon gun. We mentioned, uh, and then they do this thing where they all put their hands in and they're on their way. Uh, the Muppets do not put their hands in because that would be more difficult for a bunch of Muppets to to all <laughs> stick their hands in the center. So they don't do that. It'd be kind um, of a nightmare. Yeah, <laughs> How many hours of work would it take to get that many Muppets hands all in yeah. the middle to go back down, back up, and then run away? Yeah, Right. And some of them are live hands, and some of them are rod hands, and some of them are two puppeteers. <laughs> so yeah, it, it would not be worth it. But uh, they do make a better exit. Because they just, they, like, the room is just trashed when they leave. Yes, yes. Which, which happens after the last item on the list, which is peanut butter. They don't have that either because Animal ate it. Mm-hmm. And, then, uh, and, then, and then Animal says his all-time greatest delivery of the word, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, there have been other times where he has said that, right? I think so. But this, like, this is, I, I expect them all to sound exactly like this one. Yeah. 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 You know, like this oh. is the definitive. I would agree with that. Actually, yeah, there's a version of the Jim Henson Pictures logo with Kermit behind the camera where the the camera rig sort of uh just like breaks. Yeah. Yeah, like it falls a little bit and Kermit looks behind him and you hear animals say sorry. Yeah. That's, <laughs> right. that's the other thing I was thinking of. Yeah, then all the Muppets run out of the room, leaving it. Well, I think we should note that Kermit says, let's go for it. Yes, yes, that is a good thing to point out. Kermit says, "Let's yes. go for it." They all run out and come then, up again in a second. Yeah, and then the light bulb falls out of the light fixture again, which I had forgotten that that was going to happen. So it was I, I laughed out loud because that's the third time. <laughs> the third time, yeah. It's a great um, running gag. So yeah, so let's talk before we move on from here. Though let's talk about after they all run out, we see what's on the table pretty clearly. So let's talk oh. about what's on the table that the Muppets were planning their their big uh, caper at. Oh, and here's what was on that table. A chessboard and a few chess pieces, but not anywhere near a whole set. A few scattered playing cards, but seemingly not a whole deck. A couple sections of newspaper. A coffee mug. And absolutely nothing to do with planning a caper. Like... <laughs> It's just like and nothing on their list. Yeah, it, they well, had a coffee knew, mug. We knew that nothing. They could have done it so many things with a coffee <laughs> mug. Yeah, that's true. You're saying they should have just grabbed like the chess piece and the playing cards. Yeah, chess loaded, piece, playing cards, newspaper, coffee mug. Lo- loaded those playing cards with kinetic energy, like Gambit from the X Men. Oh, that's <laughs> what they should have done. Why didn't they do that? Should have done it. Throwing hot coffee on Nikki Holiday. Yeah. You know, and then disguise themselves in newspaper hats. There you go. <laughs> they had so most, much right there. Most of that stuff falls off the table, of course, as the Muppets all stampede out of the room. Yeah. Right. I Oh, and, and also Lou Zealand's chair falls over. Yeah. Which is really funny. I, I yeah. always expect, like, the entire scene to fall apart. And yeah. just, like, from the original Muppet movie, when the whole scene falls apart. Oh, sure, yeah. I, uh. I, I always kind of, like, wait an extra beat. Because I forget that walls don't fall down yeah. at that point. Right, but sure. it's just a very Muppety thing it to just like would. run away from something that you've just completely 
destroyed. Yeah. And, yeah. Do you, and, are you saying that you expect that to happen in this scene specifically, or just as a general thing in, in Muppet productions, you hope to see that? Kind of both. I kind of expect yeah. Muppets to wreak havoc wherever they are, Yeah. Um, yeah. which is part of why we love them is because they're adorable, funny, and they destroy a lot of fun stuff with explosives. <laughs> and I, I expect walls to fall down. I, the light falling down is hilarious. And that running gag, but I do expect walls to fall down every time. Um, the more I think about it, then the more it makes sense that that should have happened. Yeah. At least one wall, maybe just some plaster. Sure. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Or for but the Murphy bed to fall out of the here. wall because it, it, it sprung into the wall earlier. Oh, yeah. That would have been really fun. That would have been good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like uh, anything else before we uh, go back to Piggy and her cell? Oh, please. Let's go to Piggy. Okay. I'm really excited. Piggy's still <laughs> just waiting impatiently in her cell, and she can't stand it anymore. Uh the two prisoners in the next cell shout, go for it, which is the second time right, we've is, heard the phrase go for it in the last few seconds. Right. Kermit says, let's go for it. And then, and by the way, I do appreciate that those are the same two prisoners that we also saw earlier. Like, I don't know yeah. if they shot this stuff on the same day or just got them back or whatever, but yeah, I'm sure this was the they same. They kind of didn't need time. to be. And I like that they are. So. Yeah. 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 We like those prisoners. <laughs> they're really, in, yeah, they're really in support of, Piggy, though there's there's some like faith in her, yeah. You know they taught her all the words for prison, <laughs> and she taught them how beast she is. Piggy is absolute hoss in this scene, and it's awesome. <laughs> she gives like every every child, and especially every child who identifies as a girl so much faith in themselves it's just like look at piggy look at what she does next yeah because what <laughs> she does next is to yeah. bend the bars like she physically bends the bars of her prison cell enough that she can get out of it and so presumably yeah, miss piggy presumably the other prisoners know that they are not as strong as she is so they can't do this or you would think that they would have tried to escape by doing the same thing yeah but, uh, yeah this it's, is it's, not easy it's an impressive show of strength for sure. I and I do love this again, like looking across the generations of Muppet stuff. Piggy, you know, often she'll be very strong and muscular whenever she's mad. And right. then she'll usually use her, you know, her feminine wiles in order to get out of things. So she in a different time, she might have like charmed the guard or Mm. you know tricked them or or tried to charm the guard while something incredibly insane happened behind him and then that's how she actually got away but here like the pacing she could be mad or she could just be thinking hey i'm incredibly strong capable woman i'm sure that i could rip these bars down and then she just bends them and Bends him enough that she can walk out. Yeah. So that's awesome that she uses her muscles to get out instead of like trying to talk somebody into it or anything like that. Yeah. Um, Piggy's awesome. We should yes. call her. And the, the whole thing is that she, she can't, she's not just going to sit around waiting to be rescued 
by these other Muppets. She's she's right. taking those clowns. Those clowns. You're right. She's literally taking matters into her own hands by by physically destroying this jail cell to get out. She's an empowered modern pig. She is. She's a and absolutely, and it's fabulous. And everybody should show this scene to their kids so that they know how to break out of prison. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yeah, it's very educational. Uh, Yep, it always works like this, I assume. Yeah, and the guards, like I think I alluded to this earlier, but we get no indication here or later that the guards try to stop her. Like she just bends the bars and leaves, and that's how you escape from prison. Yeah. I've never been a prison guard, but (laughs) if I would see a prisoner bend the bars, and walk out. You'd let them go. I'm not entirely sure that I would stop them. Yeah, yeah. You fair. might just want to stand back. Not by myself. Case. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So the thieves are on the road in their their sleek, cool looking car, and the Happiness Hotel bus is also on the road, but it's much more conspicuous. Uh, there's an instrumental <laughs> reprise of Nightlife playing, and all the Muppets are just kind of yelling and cheering, and the bus is backfiring. <laughs> yeah, that's the best touch I think. The- the fact that the bus backfires as it goes past. And these driving shots of of the uh, the That's... Happiness Hotel bus are so much fun to watch multiple times. Like, to watch that bus go back and forth, it's like a Where's Waldo book. Because every time you can notice, like, something slightly new and different that you didn't notice the first mm. time. Um, like, uh a couple of things that I notice is that the drums are at the front of the band. Animals at the front of the band. Oh, yes. Yeah, that's just kind of weird. Like opposite. It's opposite of expect, how yeah. bands play. Um, Swedish Chef is writing next to Pops, and he's just happily bobbing along to the song, completely offbeat. Is he that is, right? He's not at all with the beat. I have no clue what he's actually listening to. I assume I would like to assume that he's singing to himself. He's singing his, his, his own thing. Theme song. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. I hadn't yeah. noticed that. That's Which, where Kermit and Piggy were writing in you, the previous. Scene. So yeah. Now, now the chef is just hanging out in the passenger seat. Now it's chef and pops. We should watch <laughs> it on mute and see if we can sing. Hey, Vernda, and see if it lines up with how he's bopping. <laughs> with how he's bopping in that, in that, what is it? Five seconds. Yeah. Um, yeah. Sounds, sounds fun. And then as, as they start to like drift away, like the last thing that I can notice is that Janice just waves both hands in the air as they're driving away, which it took me a couple of times. Cause I, I assumed that it was animal, mm. but then if you look, you can see the blonde hair. And so whatever just happened was really, really great. She just throws her hands in the air. It's like, yeah. It's awesome. Oh, yeah, it's very I see that now. You know? Yeah. You know, everybody's on their on their extra screens making sure that I was saying the right things, I bet. Just no, no, I, just I knew see you it. were. <laughs> I just wanted to see for myself because I didn't pay yeah. attention that closely. Yeah, but it's really fun to watch. Like, um, Rolf just smiles. I don't know. Go back and watch it for yourself. See what other stuff that you pick up. <laughs> um because it's it's fun to see what all the characters are doing, but you got to do it fast. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't. It's last like uh, pre Easter egg Easter eggs. Yeah, this movie's full of details, man. It is yeah. it's beautiful. Well, uh, 
The last thing we see in this clip is the thieves pulling up to the tradesman entrance of the Mallory Gallery, and that's where it ends. We don't know what's going to happen next. Are they going to successfully steal the diamond? Are the Muppets going to stop them? What's Miss Piggy going to do? We'll have to come back for the future minutes to find out. But for now... I love that it's called the tradesman's entrance. That's all. Yeah, that seems so old timey, old fashioned. Yeah, I don't know what you would call it now yeah. exactly. I guess just the loading entrance or yeah, service, lo- lo- service entrance docks, probably. probably. Yeah, service yeah. entrance. And prior to tradesman, it was servants entrance. I'm sure. Yeah, right, right. Oh. Yeah, yeah, could be. Um, so, any final thoughts on these minutes, Roz? I will start with you. Well, um, if you guys, uh, I don't know if you have looked into it, but why is it called the Mallory Gallery? Any real historical connections in England to any of that? I just think it rhymes. Yeah. That's what but I if, kind of if there, Yeah. But if you guys do any research, I'd love to hear yeah, that. We in should. Yeah, yeah. Future podcasts that I enjoy listening to but not taking part of. Um, is, is there any kind of history behind them? Mallory Gallery, or is it just for the the right? Yeah, we should look into it for sure. Um, yeah, or if anyone out there knows anything, uh, please let us know. Uh, Anthony, any final thoughts? No, I think we covered all of my ones. All right. So, Roz, as you know, we like to ask our guests, what is your history with this movie? Do you remember the first time you saw it? How do you rank it among all the Muppet movies and things like that? Um, it's, oh, uh, I wish I had prepared for this. I wish that there had been somebody to tell me that this was going to happen. Anthony. Well, I'm sorry, I forgot. Um, <laughs> we, we, do, we do this with every guest. Okay. Okay. I have no clue the first time. If it was like any of the other Muppet movies, it was probably somewhere around first or second grade when I was at home with my grandma on a sick day. Like that's where I saw most of my Muppets is on my grandma's couch, um, you know, drinking seven up and, uh, and then where it ranks. um, It's probably third, but with all Muppet movies, like it's kind of hard to that third is a close third. I have a very soft spot in my heart for Muppet babies and whenever they appear in the classic three Muppet movies. Um, so that it's probably number three Muppet movie, uh, Muppets take Manhattan and then great Muppet. Keeper. You just mean of the original three. Well, probably. Uh, well, yeah, your it's, it's, it's number four overall. Yeah. Because oh, okay. my favorite Muppet movie is Muppet Christmas Carol. Oh, there you go. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. So but is... out of the original three, it's it's third. But that means no disrespect to it. Um, no, nobody, no, nobody come after me for saying that because you know that we're both it's our fave. You know, it's no, I don't think know. You have to worry about anybody. I'm only talking to you two right now. I don't think that any of the listeners will will attack me you for saying that it's third. We would attack you. Not attack me. I mean, we had this conversation on our first date, and we're married. <laughs> But disagree strongly is what I'm expecting to happen. As soon as this podcast concludes, I'm expecting some discussion as to why I should change my mind. No, no. We would have 
we would have talked about that in 2009 if we were going to talk about it. <laughs> but it Bloody. is number four. And my favorite is uh, Muppet Christmas Carol. And I'm not apologizing for that at all. Nobody, nobody here. Exactly. Let's see. Where are we? We got, Oh, look at this. We got an original drawing of <laughs> Brule from Fraggle Rock in Muppet Christmas Carol. Yeah. We've got a from Kermit for, from former and future guest, Evan uh, G. And if we ever do like a stuff in Muppet stuff in my house, then that would be fun to go through. Also, we do have a lot of stuff because it's a great place to podcast from because I've got a giant Kermit Pez dispenser smiling mm. at me as we make these closing remarks and yeah, Muppet I, stamps and a Muppet puzzle. All good stuff. <laughs> I only have a regular size Kermit Pez dispenser that I'm looking at right now. Well, we got a giant. <laughs> we'll send you a picture. It actually dispenses full packs of Pez, not oh, single Oh, yeah. I've seen those. Those are cool. Yeah. Oh, it still has some in it. We, well, we bought it. We can talk about this later. But. <laughs> <laughs> Have some Pez, well, guys. Thanks for having me. I'm going to go eat some Pez. It was really yes. fun. <laughs> Good. Thank you for joining us. Uh, and listeners, please check us out. Uh, toughpigs.com. You can find us on the internet, Facebook, Twitter, all those places. And uh, please do drop by the Tough Pigs Forum, which you can find a link to on the front page of toughpigs.com. Uh, let us know what you thought about this episode or the movie or, or whatever. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at me, Ryan Rowe. Anthony is on Twitter at Zeppo Marxist. And Roz, remind us, is there anywhere people can find you on the internet? Um, yeah, not so much. Okay. Uh, you can, if you wouldn't talk to me, give Anthony a message. He'll give it to me. Okay, attention, Rosenthal. Yes, <laughs> please put that. That okay. then he'll know what this is in regards yeah, to. Right. So Perfect. Good. It's so good. And listeners, if you don't mind, please give us a positive review <laughs> on Apple Podcasts or wherever you can review things, and tell all of your friends about the show. And join us again next week for another episode of Moving Right Along. I don't have no other pants. Sorry. For sure.